Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Sam Gilstrap, back again, back-to-back nights. This is the Ghost Lights Podcast. That intro music is War by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. If you don't know, now you know, so please go to iTunes and cop that immediately. That is a, that is a sick, fire-laden joint. Um, it's a little late. It's the end of a long day. My, 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 my teachers at the end of the work week are going to walk out, so I'm very stressed, but I'm here I'm here to talk about Antoto 2's next night of theater love. It's called The Way Station and South Star. It's a night of one acts. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I am joined today by Susan Lyles, the founder, creator. Founder and artistic, producing artistic director. I keep changing my title. Nice. Just genuine lady of all trades for Antoto 2. Um, her husband, Darren Smith, not Lyles, who no. builds all the sets. Records all the, the, the voiceovers, at least the most best, of the most of the voiceovers. <laughs> Seth Palmer Harris, who is starring in this night of One X. Say hello. Hello. He's rocking, he's rocking an epic stash. I'm, I'm kind of crushing on it. It's, it's awesome. I'm becoming increasingly fond of it. Yeah. I hope you pet it every night before you go to bed. <laughs> Why wait for night? Exactly. You can do it now. <clears throat> and then, of course, our playwright of these One X, Rebecca Gorman O'Neill. Hello. 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 And my former teacher, it's all cyclical. <laughs> it's all circle, around and around. So, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for having me in your house. You're welcome. To record. Thank you for loaning me a microphone, so now we got the whole surround sound thing going. Yeah. It's wonderful. It is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. One, one, one mic is black and one is white. We do not discriminate here. I cannot stress that enough. We're all welcomed on this podcast. So... Real quick, tell me, Susan, you often do one play, one or two plays a year, yeah? Two plays a year. Two plays a year. What's with a night of one acts as opposed to like one full feature? Is there, there was a different choice made to it? I mean, it's still a night of performance, but... Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, any, it wasn't really a specific choice. We did um, Rebecca's. We did these two one acts as part of our ten year anniversary okay. in our reading series because we also do a free reading series, um, which is four brand new plays every year. Um, and we did these two plays at the Merck um, in two thousand and ten, and I loved them. And I love Rebecca, and I love working with Rebecca because I mean we've been doing it since two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. She's been an original, um, one of our original play crawl playwrights. I'm so proud. It's, I can't believe it's been that long. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize it until we figured it out. It's like, oh, oh. We've, been, we've, we've been together forever, you and I. I know. We should announce oh. soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, hey, get a room, you two. <laughs> <laughs> don't, um, don't be hating, Darren. Nothing, just surprise. No, really. So I just wanted to do, um, I love Rebecca's work, and these are the two that... Um, I was able to do. She's got another great play, um, Savage and Meeks. Meeks, Meeks, Meeks and Savage. Meeks and Savage. Savage. Um, but I just, I technically, we were never able to, to do that one. So I knew I could do these after I talked with my set designer mm-hmm. as to whether he could create two completely different worlds in our tiny, tiny space in a matter of 10 minutes. So. Oh, wow. Um, and he said yes, because he always says yes to me. Whoopa! Yeah. because he loves me. Yes, it is. Um, um, unless you're getting muscled out by this Rebecca 
yeah. person. Well, sounds yeah. like I am right now. Yeah, well, you know, hey, as long as you're still building the sets, I guess it's going to be okay. That's right. that's, that's they'll they'll, they'll, they'll strike a balance. Sets, they'll I might be sleeping in the basement. Yeah, well, hey, there's a lot of room down there. <laughs> Just got to move the weight stuff out of the way. That's right. Exactly. So what, Rebecca, are these stories about? I'm reading off the postcard here. Mm-hmm. You can see I'm doing my research. Yes. <laughs> you can literally see that right now you're doing your research yeah. right now. I'm reading it. Oh, oh, just turn it over, apparently. Um, the way station. Three people at a surreal crossroads, you say. No excuse, lie, or self-delusion holds up to scrutiny. And each must face their own dark secret. Yes. What's the secret? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Maybelline? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that she's born with it. Um, yes. So, so yes, that we have a sort of um, Twilight Zone inspired trap. Okay. Uh, that we have three people. We don't know quite when we are, and we don't know quite where we are. Uh, but something's got to give for them to get free. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And then we have South Star, the second American Civil War. Stell, a reluctant hero, finds herself in the company of two people: one a victim. And one a predator. Ooh. Yeah. Is the mustachioed man the predator? No, he's actually the victim. Oh! I know. Or is he? Or is he? Hmm. What commences is a figurative game of three-card Monty. The stakes are Stell's life. Is that right, Doc? You did. I held it right up here. Oh! And everybody else is trying to figure out... Of course it is. Yeah. It's keep your eye on the lady. Keep your eye on the lady. Keep your eye on the lady. Mm-hmm. You know? Boom, boom, boom. Um, so, so, yes, it's my second play set in the Second American Civil War. Uh, I, I'm i obsessed with seven years from now, like where we're going to be. Um, and Are you sure it's going to be seven more years? I, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the play more than seven years ago, the first draft of it. Mm. So it's um, sort of weird to be here now. Uh, but yes, that we have a very different setting, a very different situation, but no less of a trap. Okay. Um, that they've got to figure this out before one or more of them are able to leave. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So they have that similarity in, in the three people in a trap. Nice. Yeah. Well, very cool. I love the trap. Seth, tell me about your involvement in both of these plays. I act in them. You act in them? Okay, great. That's correct. Thank you. <laughs> what, how, how different are your roles from play to play? Uh, they are substantially different. Um, the, the first role is a uh, kind of irreverent cowboy type, mm-hmm. uh, all in black. And, and Make sure you get this right, because there's two people in the room who would know. Indeed, well, hopefully I would know as well. <laughs> Otherwise I'm an got a lot of trouble on Thursday. Uh, and then, so, Eddie, I mean, he's, he's a very um, grumpy uh, character who just doesn't want to put up with anybody, really. Mm. Um, and then in the, in the second, uh, well, I spent most of it tied to a post. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Those are fun times. But, uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I, it's nice not to have to stand in a show, you know what I mean? It really is. That's great blocking, too. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Uh, but he, he's um, an enigmatic character in a lot of ways. It's hard to describe him particularly well without spoiling much. Spoiling, but, uh, yeah. Well, let's not do that. 
Yeah. I've already asked for the secret and I got shut down, so. I, I can say, because it lights up, my face is all covered in, in wound and bruise and, and horror. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's clearly been through a rough patch. Mm. Um, the war's not going well for him. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, you know, he strikes up a conversational relationship, at least, uh, with our, our Stell, who is our hero. Mm. Yeah. Is she? <laughs> Never trust those those those. You love the Oris. Well, I do. Uh, the, the, it's like my favorite thing. The dun dun dun. I think every time we I go just recently saw the thirty nine steps and every time they say it there's that weird <laughs> music. Or is she? Um, please don't turn that sound into anything like a ringtone because you're gonna hate yourself, everybody. Um, so here on the Ghost Lights, we we like to we usually just sit down. We have a conversation. I try and get people drunk. Um, You're failing. I am failing. Yeah. I am failing. Um, I, I try and take advantage of them and find out why they got involved in theater. So let's let's start with, with Susan. Susan, I've known you for a long time as a director at running this theater company. How did it happen for you? Where did you get involved? Why did you get involved? Well, because vet, veterinary school was going to take way too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was between acting and being a vet. <laughs> and um, I thought, oh, it's easier to be an actor, so. Um, and so much more lucrative. It, well, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I collect dogs instead. Yes. Um, but I started, you know, when I was 18, many, many moons ago. Got my degree, um, did some film work, went to L.A., went to Chicago, did all that stuff. Um, but, you know, originally it was just I wanted to be able to create, you know, different characters and step into different lives. And mm-hmm. stuff. And I wanted to be famous. You know, yeah. That's not... Kid, kid ourselves, you know, I wanted to be famous. Um, and then you know, with, you know, growing older in the business, which we all know that the roles start to disappear for older women, or you get boxed into, you know, grandma or, you know, mom, and you don't get to play very interesting um, parts. Um, and then I also had two children, well, one on the way and one already out running around, mm-hmm. and um, I needed more control over my creative um, outlet. Mm and what I was going to be able to do. So I started the company um, and moved into directing and designing and doing some acting as well. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm back to doing film again. Yeah. Is just spawning out of the 48-hour uh, film projects we've been doing? or Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's something I've always wanted to get, you know, more experience as being in front of the camera. And, you know, so I started my own film company. Which, you know, if you want to do something, you, you do it. You don't wait for people to give you permission. Mm-mm. So. Absolutely, got to get your own content out there. Um, hashtag podcasting life. <laughs> um, yeah, I want. I got to get it out there. Sometimes you got to throw it on the table and see what you're working with. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. R- Rebecca, for you. Oh, oh, good gracious. Yeah, um, you're a teacher. I am a teacher. And Still a professor, yes? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm a professor of English and department chair at Metro State. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or should I say, meep, meep. <laughs> Road runners. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it's a metro dad joke. You're welcome. I mean, I knew there were the road runners. I didn't. Yeah. Um, like uh, like being a professor. Um, playwriting is something I sort of tripped and fell into. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I'm terribly, terribly grateful that I did. Um, the long story short of it was I was um studying 
English and drama um, as, as a double major. I, I started drama because, you know, the theater people had the best parties. Yes, um, we do. And, and I was studying acting um, and getting pretty, pretty darn deep into it. Um, when about my, between my, my sophomore and junior year, I realized I was really actually very not good at it. Okay. Um, it was, it was actually, yeah, and I was surrounded by people who were wonderful, um, actors, and I had luckily taken a playwriting class and submitted a play to a, a one-act festival, and, um, when I got the call that I, I was going to get a production that I'd won, um, I was... I, I quite literally was like, oh, thank God, something else I can do mm. uh, in theater <laughs> that's not acting. Um, so I have been writing since I was 19 years old, um, and it is, uh, it is terribly, terribly important to me. Um, I, am, I, for a long time, was supporting the playwriting habit by building props and furniture mm. uh, for various theaters, and... Um, I was at the Denver Center for a while and quite literally walked across the street and and said, Hey, I, I need another career. So so there I was and now I'm an English professor. That's awesome. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, weird? It's it's a completely non teachable path. When people are like, Oh, how do you become a professor? I'm like, I, I really don't know quite how I got here. Mm. I'm terribly happy to be here. You saw the sign on the door and you just walked in. I, I was like, I I, I I walked across the street the same time that they were searching for a playwriting screenwriting professor. I'm like, oh, I have that degree. Um, <laughs> let me sign up. Uh, so, so yeah, I, it's, um, I sort of tripped and fell into it. Um, the, the, out of all the things that you could trip and fall into. Right? <laughs> yeah. There are many or worse things. Yeah. There are many, many worse things. Many worse things. Yeah. Seth, for you, sir. Uh, so I, I started in theater when I was about 10. Mm -hmm. uh, all my friends were So just 10 years ago now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, no, 23 years ago, good lord. Um, my friends were all doing it, and, and I'd seen, so there, where I grew up, the wonderful city of Moorhead, Minnesota, uh, had a summer children's theater program for like 10 to 18 year olds. Sweet. And so I'd, I'd seen it uh, the summer before I was like eligible to be in it. And they did a production of The Hobbit, and I was just captivated, you know. Mm. Little Seth was so pleased. <laughs> uh, that it was like, next summer, I have to be a part of that, and so I was. Uh, and then I just did that all throughout uh, until I was 18. Doing uh, middle school and, and high school and then community theater shows as well. And then I graduated high school and I did no theater for three years. And then I went, I really need that back in my life. Um, and then, so let's see, and then... Took another few years off when I went to college and got a degree in international studies for reasons that I don't fully understand. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fun. It was great. But then, as soon as I graduated, it was like, nope, back to theater. Yeehaw. Uh, did claps come across on podcasts? Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they know you're uh, clapping. <laughs> uh, at least you're not clapping. Yep. No. I'll just, now I'm just going to clap for the rest of the time. Don't, keep clapping. Uh, but yeah, so I've been back in Denver theater now for two years, mm -hmm. year and a half, something like that. Um, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun. It's Good. been a great community to be a part of. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if, you're not, if you're just now tuning in um, at the 16-minute uh, mark, they Austin Lezak is in the house. And, and just before we begin, I want to commend you. Because you said 20 minutes on the phone, 
at 9.03. It was 9.23 when you got your glass of water. <laughs> My man. Oh, you could have been early. I know. I would have. I am I am rescinding my kudos. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to beat. I was speeding. Oh, oh, that's how important the Ghost Lights podcast is, people. You will break the law for me. <laughs> that's right. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Um, so, welcome. thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad for you to be here. I'm glad to be here. So, also the question I've been passing around, yeah. and you might have been able to catch theater acting. How did it happen for you? Yeah, uh, I was just listening to Seth talk. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would say my, my, my story parallels his a bit um, to where I bobbed and weaved uh, throughout the acting world uh, in varying degrees, uh, but always found my way back to it. I'm, mm. I'm doing a children's show right now, and they ask a very similar question, like, what got you into acting? And you can answer it however you want, and our answers change day to day. But I would say that I always return to this idea that I have to do this. I mm. always return to it. It's something. And even when I teach these workshops, I ask, you know, like, is there something that you're passionate about? Is there something that you like to do? Um, do you paint? Do you do sports? Do you sing? Do you play an instrument? Um, and I tell them, I hope that they can continue that sometime in their life. And I started acting when I was younger. Um, ninth grade was probably my first real show, but I remember doing a. a the story of the farmer in the dell. Do you remember that? Oh man! Yeah, hi ho the Daria. Kindergarten was my. I was the farmer. <laughs> oh yeah, you were. The farmer in the dell and the cheese. Your stand. first lead. The cheese stands alone at the end. It's, uh, I would say that the, if, if you aren't the farmer, you're probably going to want to be the cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of theater in high school. Um, I ended up doing film work and theater in college, and then I took a bunch of time off. I kind of drifted around. Did teaching. Did. Film work, was a production designer for a bit, and then not until I moved back to Denver did I finally give acting the, the acting thing a, a second thought. I missed it, and I, I felt this uh, similar thing that Seth had talked about, about like, maybe I should investigate this again, because there's something, there's something that felt, I felt that something was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a job here, I found the stability and the functionality that I was looking for that I didn't find in LA, because that whole like, working to find work thing yeah. yeah. And so uh, I started acting last summer after like 10 years off. And I did a couple of shows um, last year. And this is my fourth show, I guess, in the return. Awesome. Uh, and I'm really excited. This, this has the been a really cool awesome. opportunity. Um, I've worked with either some of these actors, obviously there's only two, mm-hmm. or, I've, or I've worked with people that have known them. And it's, it is, like Seth said, a, a very welcoming and cool community to kind of jump into. And it's been. Uh, not a breeze, I would say, because you don't get every show that you audition for, but it's been very welcoming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is, it, I've found it to be a welcoming community. I mean, Seth and I bumped into each other recently at a lot of callbacks, and it's yeah. been really, it's been, it's been freaky, like, how often I've seen you, like, at least, <laughs> at least once well, a week. That's where I met you. That's where we the, met, too. Uh, and so, and then to just kind of be in that world, and like, oh, shit, this, it keeps growing. Like and they're nice people. Like I've, I'm always amazed at how genuinely friendly the community seems to be. Um, more often than not. More often than not, I haven't been shanked yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's your threshold. That's, that's my point. threshold. Yes. <laughs> this opportunity with this show being an original piece and being by a, a female playwright and being a kind of passion project has been a really cool experience. Nice. Uh, and uh, from start to finish, it's been. I mean, we're not done yet, but from start to now, um, it's been very 
welcoming and fun and like uh, and challenging. Fantastic, Darren. Well, how about you? You you're involved in a lot of the the Antota two goings on, but you are passionate about this stuff as well. Sure. Yeah. Is you're not just here the way Susan bills it. I mean, I, I grew up with theater. Yeah. So I was on stage first at age five. Ah. Um, so everything was theater. Something going on. It's like Wednesday night is rehearsal night. Oh, it's principal's rehearsal. That means a whole bunch of new people are going to come through the front door and go into the dining room, and there'll be a piano being played by the accompanists. Oh wow! Because of a lot of musical stuff going on. Oh no, I'm and sorry. And then show the piano. Gilbert Sullivan. Wow. All oh, right. Oh, lots of Gilbert Sullivan. Oh, Could you be more British? Not really. <laughs> no. No. Nice um, teeth, by the way. He does have lovely teeth. Oh, sorry. He does have lovely teeth. I wouldn't for the stereotype joke. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Told you. Not, 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 on my, not running at the top of my game right now. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> so, grew up with that. Um, kind of drifted out of it, mm-hmm. like everybody else. You know, you go on to find other things. And then uh, when I moved to the States, I was encouraged to go try out for um, Shakespeare in the Park. So I haven't been on stage in years, um, but back then, did some some stints with Shakespeare in the Park, did some stuff, this was back in Wichita, um, did some stuff with the Centre of the Arts there, and then came out here, Amsterdam, Get the get the get the years right. Yeah. Um, so then we were we were involved in theatre, but for my part, it's more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, how do I make these visions come to life? Nice. How do I make those sets happen? How how do, how do you do that? He's really really it's good. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good at what he does. It's, it doesn't hurt that um, my degree's in engineering. Ah, I would have, so, yeah. It probably does help. Scientific artist, or maybe an artistic uh, scientist. Oh, yeah. And my normal vocation is doing all this system design stuff. So I get to wrap all of that into a creative outlet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from the, the set side to the sound. And Particularly with the sound design, I want to immerse people in in whatever the particular piece is. Um, it's building that space for these people to play in mm. uh, and for the audience to experience. So I look to try and do that not just with the set but with the sound as well. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Um, how has this process putting these shows up? How's it gone? I mean, you talked about how the, the desire to, to work together again. And oh, yeah. Um, the, I, I will always work with Susan at, at any opportunity. Um, I am never not humbled by when you write a play, it's like your own little self alone in a room 
tapping out a story, mm -hmm. and then you give it to somebody else, and it becomes, and then Susan takes it, and then Darren takes it, and then the actors take it, and it becomes something infinitely more than one human could ever have created. And that's why I don't, that, that's why I write plays. Mm. Um, and, and I'm also a bad poet. So, uh, <laughs> but, but the, the, the collaborative nature of it, it it's, just, it's just always um, humbling and, and exciting to let something go. And I always say the parallel is like, it's like you had a kid mm. and then you handed it to someone else to raise. And when it turns out, <laughs> when it turns out good, you're like, Still proud. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was like turned out to be like like the 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 basketball kid, and you're like, no, he's my kid again. Like, you're just gonna take him back. It's like no, it's like hey, it's become not my kid, and, and it's, that's so cool. Mm. So yeah, that's my experience. Susan, um, it's been a great experience. I've never worked with Seth or Austin before. Kate well, and I. Well, no, not personally, though. You've worked with us because you've worked at mm -hmm. Play Crawl for the last two two years. And that one reading. And the one reading, yeah, yeah. for Edith Weiss's um, wonderful adaptation of The Miser, um, which really time. should get a production in town somewhere. Um, well, are you listening? So, are you listening? <laughs> um, I can't produce it. It's too big for me. Um, but, um, so it was, it was fun to work with different people. I always, I love working with new people and figuring out how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fascinating to me. Um, Kate and I had worked together before. She yeah. and I worked on Smoke, mm -hmm. um, which was the first time I worked with her, and that was an incredibly bold and brave um, performance. Um, and for her to step in and do that and trust me um, to direct her to do that. Um, but it's, it's, it's always fun, um, you know, and at times frustrating when you can't quite get what is in your head mm -hmm. to your actors. But generally, it comes out eventually in a little bit of a circle sometimes. Mm -hmm. But then we all get on the same page. Um, our biggest issue with this um, process was finding rehearsal space, mm -hmm. which since we don't have our own permanent space to work out of, we're always scrambling. And my basement was full of theater books and a pool table. So there was no room mm -hmm. in the end this time. Yeah. Um, yes, there's a pool table. Yes, yeah. there's a pool table nice. in the basement now. So the next time you come over to house it, I'm play totally ball. playing. Yeah. I'm not going to write a play set around a pool table, apparently. Well, exactly. Right. We'll just yeah. pull it up out of the basement. This is actually not a bad idea. Well, the last, exactly. one, the last one had a pool table in it, which is why we now have a pool uh, table. Ah. Yeah. What was the last one? Uh, Flowers in the Desert. Wow. Donna Hoke. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. It's a little pool table, right? No, it's not. It's a regular yeah. size pool table. Oh, really? It's a full size pool table. Yeah. It's not hmm. slate. If it was slate, we never would have gotten it to the basement. No, so no. Such as wood. No. It was still bloody heavy. Um, but that was, I think that was the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. um, we got to move into the space a week ahead of time, which is always nice. Um, we're down at Champa, Champa Street Studio, which um, is a dance studio. So mm -hmm. there's nothing in the space. When we go into that space, it's just a dance studio with windows and mirrors. And um, we load everything into it, all of our equipment. Um, they bring in platforms for, state, for the seat people to sit on. Um, but we turn it into a full theater within two weeks, a week and a half. Oh, wow. A week and a half. Um, and we have help. Um, we have Wade Wood comes in and builds with us. Austin came in and helped on this one. Um, I had lots of volunteers, so I should have taken them up on offers. Thank you. Rebecca. Oh, no. And then, um, but, you know, um, really it's just the, 
it was a great experience for me. Cool. All around. I had, didn't have anything that was difficult. Anytime there was an issue with lines or something wasn't feeling right, um, we'd get a hold of Rebecca and say, hey, can you fix this? And she'd fix it. It was now, so nice to like, it's like, it's like 7.30, it's like, oh, text from Susan. We're <laughs> being a playwright. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> She's in your time she's zone. Right in my time zone. Yeah. You know, I you know I get fast responses and all of my playwrights. I've had one playwright who wasn't willing to do any work on a piece, um, but everyone else is like, yeah, let me fix this. This is great. Let me think about this. And they'll either say, yeah, you're mm -hmm. right, or no, what are you thinking? And we go, okay, so we'll do it that way. Nice. And we make it work. So who was the one who refused? I'm yes. Oh, come on. I'm gonna say, it, is, uh, is there a poster no, up in your house? Um, possibly. Yay! Uh, it's, nobody, it's nobody that anybody in this town knows. Oh. So don't let's start. So no, you might as no well tell rumors started. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm only big outside of Colorado in Texas and Cali. So do they live there? No. Do you, do you shrink when you go to other places? I do. <laughs> I do. Oh. Yeah, I do. Yeah, those those two places, <laughs> California and Texas, for some reason, the only two states aside from Colorado that turned me on. Oh well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so weird. You're yep, you're no. turned on by very large states. You I should am. try Alaska. Oh, I really should. It's just, beautiful it up there. You asked if we could swear. I said, of course we can, as yes. long as I can make it weird. Cool. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna make it weird every once in a while. Please do. Uh, thank, thank you. you. The actors in the room. How was this process for you? Of course, without getting fired. Without getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, I mean, she said that the space was was the biggest issue for the, the production. I, I felt like we made it work. Nice. I guess I was. I don't know. I haven't done a ton of plays in Denver, so I, I maybe I had no expectations. So I was just like, hey, we're doing it. And mm -hmm. I feel like with a smaller cast, it's much easier to divert. You have fewer schedules, fewer egos, fewer. You know. Issues, I would suppose. Um, loved working with these guys. Um, loved working with uh, Rebecca when she could come, and and kind of it, it was neat to have those changes made on the fly to, to make it work. Um, Susan is the best. Of course, and, I am. And I, 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 really, I haven't paid him yet, so yeah. No, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed working with Darren too. I mean, we've gotten to talk, and I feel like uh, he he meets it on that side. Like he has this passion for um, the. The sets and and the sound design and and it really comes through and it's, it it feels like a family and a good team. Nice. And so I've been very blessed to be a part of that. Um, Seth is some bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not false. And how? Tomorrow's <laughs> birthday. He's getting kidnapped. Uh, yeah. No. Um. No. I, I mean, I just going back to that. I've really enjoyed working with him and Kate and kind of finding the dynamic. Uh, you know, we, we've had the luxury of having enough time to explore a ton, mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I'm happy with what we have come up with. So I, I was very excited for the play. I'm doing a children's show right now, which doesn't get a lot of dynamics, but it's been fun. It's mm -hmm. a different type of acting, and so I was excited to do this simultaneously to explore that other part. Great. So, so? Oh, I, it was a great process. I mean, you know, so much of the time uh, with smaller productions, you have such a sense of things being done on the fly or, you know, Blind by the seat of your pants, and, and this one everything felt organized, and you know, like maybe it didn't feel that way for Susan. I get the impression that sometimes things kind of felt chaotic for Susan, but uh, but she took that and she made it, you know. Uh, 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 she made sure that uh, we were okay. Yeah, I mean, she is a. I'm not just saying it because you haven't paid me, but she's a wonderful person to work for, um, you know, and, and 
been a joy of the process. Both uh, my other actors are, are my other actors? What's, the, what's with the possessive pronoun on that? Both of the other actors. Because you own them now. Uh, yeah, did I sign something? Well, <laughs> I'm the tallest, so you guys can see. I look up to you. <laughs> Have you? Sometimes I'm just a British ass. <laughs> when are you not? Uh, anyway, sorry. So what? How for actors? Have you worked on a new a new piece like this or this closely with a playwright before? Gosh, wait, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. I don't know. Not not this closely. Yeah, my I, I haven't worked on a play, so definitely not. Nice. Um, a lot of trust there. Mm -hmm. The playwright puts it out there and also takes the feedback and. It felt like a very trusting process to kind of explore, it. but to also tr uh, trust us to do well with the material. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that's that's the easy part. <laughs> Says you. That's, it's like, it's like I, I don't I don't have to put myself up there on stage. Um, so so it's and, and the level of trust that I have for Susan to to take it and, and make it what it needs to be. Mm. Sorry, you asked the actor. No, no, but I'm glad you chimed in. <laughs> I was going to say, too, you know, like, when it comes to the process as an actor, you know, I mean, you, you say, you know, what a magical thing it is to put your words out there and then for it to be taken into this place. And I'm just ever so grateful that somebody putting words out there, and, and particularly <laughs> words as, as good as those that you write down. Thank you. Um, people ask me from time to time, like, oh, are you going to get into improv? Are you going to, you know, like, like fuck no. Uh, <laughs> nothing against improv. It's fine. However... I like somebody providing me words that I can then say, which that's great. I don't want to come up with words. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Saying words is easy. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Even if it's a lot of words, and all three of us, because there are only three of us in, the, in these shows, we all have a lot of words to say. Um, but that part's like, I mean, good heavens. Yeah, I'll say words all day, but writing them? Good Lord. Thank you, Rebecca, for... <laughs> For ten years ago, doing this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seriously, that's the easy part. Definitely, I think it, yeah. It, it, I, I've, I remember my time in your class, and I, I think I may have mentioned it on this How earlier today. Was this? Oh God! You were in my class. I graduated in two thousand seven. Right? I took two of your classes. Yeah. I took your screenwriting, and then your. You took no. You took playwriting, and you took playwriting, and, and then intro to drama. Intro to drama? No. It was some other class that you taught. Right, uh, playwriting and screenwriting. Yeah. It's probably that. So, it was, yeah, it was one of those two. I think it was screenwriting. Okay. I think it was both of those. And I didn't... No, it wasn't screenwriting. It was intro to drama. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're right. I loved teaching that class. You were... Yeah, you were in that class. Yeah. And, but that was... I mean, it was so... It was... I think it was Ot 5 when we did that together. Yeah. And... But for me, the yeah, whole... The, the The thing for me that I always was struggling with and struggled for a long ass time as an actor was feedback. And when you, and I, and you talked about how your play is your baby and like, even if it's a, a farce about a Cupid and his best friend trying to figure out love. For and, example, for example, an example that you just pulled out of your, out, out of, of yes, it's called uh, Cupid carries a Glock. Anyway, so, <laughs> 
I, I remember the title because it's uh, collecting dust in one of my many binders. But anyway, so the, it is my baby, even if it's as farcical as that. And it putting it up for somebody to just read to like say, hey, we're going to workshop this this evening and see if we're going to put it on. Always was daunting. I'm like, oh, well, now there's stakes. Oh, God. Oh, God. And clearly, I've never brought them forward because I'm too chicken shit. But, it, I mean, that... Where, did you ever get comfortable presenting your material? Yes. Oh. How did that happen? <laughs> thanks, thanks for making me feel like the squeamish one. No, no, no. no. Year, years of practice. I mean, seriously, seriously years of practice. Um, I was... But my first couple plays in college were like, no, my God, I have no control over everything. No, it was bad. Um, but I think that I went to an MFA program that was um, just, immersive and wonderfully brutal mm. and I was among a lot of very talented and very supported people um, and when you're working on literally six different things at a time you don't have time to uh, it's almost like you get in, inured to is that the right word I think you, it is. you get and you get inured to um, to I'm not going to say it's ever totally easy, but it, you get used to it, and it definitely does get easier with time. Mm -hmm. um, I just remember going in, I went in very clenched as a writer, and coming out of the program, I was like, uh, <laughs> coming out of the program, um, I, I felt like, hey, you know, I'm lucky if someone wants to read my stuff. Nice. And, and... I have always been rewarded when I let it go. And you let it go. Yeah. Nice. And, and just for the record, uh, for, for those for those who Seth like me are unaware of the word in your, uh, it, the definition is custom someone to something, especially something unpleasant. So I have been in yours. Well done, English professor. Knowing <laughs> a word. It's like I know words and stuff <laughs> yeah. that come out of my mouth. Barely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, send your angry tweets to Rebecca Gorman O'Neill. Yeah, what's, what's your Twitter handle? Rebecca? I have no idea. Do you have a Twitter handle? I think it's RG O'Neill. Yes. Hey, Bonus points if you use this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, what is it like running your own theater company in 2018? It's hell. It's hell? It's hell. Do not ever start your own company. Okay. Don't. All right, thanks. She I want. Unless you really want. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot of work, and mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that. Um, and especially if you come, if you come at it as an artist, um, because there's a lot of paperwork involved. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of finances involved, um, and um, there's a lot of admin work, and the artistry kind of goes like this. You know, you, I'm making a small. Smaller gesture. She's, she's bringing her hands together. My, my universe is getting smaller. Mm -hmm. um, the art becomes. It's like um, me when I go to Wyoming. I get small. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sam turns into a hobbit. I do, actually. Um, what do say about big feet? It's hard. Hobbit houses. <laughs> it's hard doing theater. It's hard making it work. It's hard getting butts in seats. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I mean, obviously, there's something about it that I love, or I wouldn't still be doing it after 13 years. So, you, you know. Love or you're insane. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. that, could be, that could be that could be that too. Ask my husband. He, he kind of thinks I'm crazy too. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's watching you. Don't nod too aggressively, Darren. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
mean, it's it's tough. You know, there's a lot. There is a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's there's a lot of um, people go to the theater for comfort mm -hmm. um, and see things that they know because okay. um, they're mm -hmm. afraid to spend their money on something they're not sure of. Only a so, way the well, really cool, interesting ones who have personalities and value, you know, as people. They right. go to see the interesting what? ones the that they've never heard of. But I think it works. You're doing the industry nice night. You're doing the <clears throat> cheap date night. I convinced my roommates to come on Thursday because of that. Oh, that's uh, when my, my sales have popped up. Yeah. Like, it's going to be awesome. You guys like me? Night. You guys like plays? Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not easy. I don't know if the theater works too well, but I hope that there are people still out there that are willing to take Mm. Yeah, and there are. I mean, we've got a following. We have people that show yeah. up at every single show. Mm -hmm. um, and then we bring some new people in as well, which mm. is great. Um, but it's hard doing the work. It truly is. And if you look across the board at the theaters in town, yeah, how few are doing new work. Mm -hmm. And we've got such a, a um, I'm going to find the right word, but there's a, I'm going <laughs> to use an easy word. In Europe. We have so many playwrights in this town. Yes. Yeah. And in this that state. Um, and they should, there should be more work. And a plethora. Yeah. Myriad. Thank you. We have a myriad of nice. playwrights in this town. Plethora. Did plethora. we say plethora? Plethora. 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 Mm. I mean, all kinds of words now. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for producers. Buffet line. We are a wash. Shit ton. My man. Yes, there is. Um, and, you know, as producers, we need to start looking at that, and we should start pulling in and doing new work. It doesn't hurt to throw in one Colorado playwright a year Thank in you. season. It doesn't. No, you know, it doesn't hurt. It, it, no. it helps, and we've got a lot of them. Especially if you weed, you, you weed out and you get the quality, mm -hmm. Rebecca. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how Do you feel like Antoto2's focus on female playwrights, has that? do you feel that that's been a detriment or no? Anyway, it's so seen, it seems. Now, there are. It's picking up. It's picking up. I will say that. Producing female playwrights is picking up. However, it's still 22% of everything produced nationally is, is just is, is women, mm -hmm. you know, and the rest are men. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got a very, very long way to go. Um, it's kind of hip right now to, um, to say, hey, we're going to do an all-female season. Oh, but what happens next year? You know, do we have a, do we have a go back to male again? Yeah. You got you got new material, and you say this, flip people off. You're saying, I'm doing females, so you might as well add another one to it. Well, you know, I get a lot of, though, is like, if I say it's a woman, you know, it's a, we focus on women playwrights, it's like, oh, you hate women. You hate men. That that argument though, Susan. Let me just tell you, the argument of I'm married to a man is like, hey, I've got a black friend. Oh please! It, is it Sam? It totally yeah, is. It's so exactly not the same. Yes, it is exactly what it is. It's so not the same thing. Do not put me in your category. I am. I am. I am far from that guy. No. No. You know. Yeah. So. You've got me totally off track. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. This asshole here. Androgyny. Bra. So, the, the, for me, this brings up a question. Do enough people ask you, like, what's with all the female playwrights? Do they come at you like that, or is it not even a thing when you get the audiences in the house? 
It depends. No, it depends. I've had people who have come to see a show who have said, oh, why do you do all women? I've had male playwrights ask me, why do you do all women? How come you can't produce one of my It's not clothes? fair. <laughs> I said that joke. <laughs> 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 Kate, Kate, Kate will stand on her, Kate will piss and moan and I love it. It's funny. She, she, she just recently had an article come up through, through John Moore's mm -hmm. blog. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I really wish you were here tonight, Kate, because, I mean, it is a great topic. So I don't want to steal any of your talking points, but you were saying, Susan? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, you see you have guys saying, why don't you do male play? Right. Right. You, you know, and they joke about it, and that's fine. I mean, the guys, most of my friends yeah. are male playwrights. Most yeah. of the playwrights I know are men. And when I started this company... That's all I knew. I didn't know any women playwrights. Now I know more women playwrights. So I felt bad at first going, well, I can't produce any of my friends' work because they're guys. But I don't feel that many. I don't feel bad anymore. Okay. They're getting plenty of work. They're getting plenty of work. <laughs> all their stuff is done everywhere, you know? Yeah. Actors, how does it feel working on a project written by a woman? Is there a difference? Clearly not. <laughs> No, I, yes, I don't even know like, how to frame that question. Yes. Describe, how, <laughs> describe how saying a, a lady's words is different than a man's words. Well, no, I mean, feel and I'm not... Because they're, they're, they're squishier and have curves. Yeah. Like that. Uh, uh, like Does that hats. come into play, though? The, the, the curves? curves. Yeah. The touching of them? The words? What? What? What are you talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. So, so no, there seems to be a passion here. Is what I'm trying to get at. Like, I mean, did did you audition for this thing like with that in mind? No, I read the plays and I thought that they were really intriguing and I wanted mm -hmm. to be in it. Fantastic. I didn't care who wrote it? She could be in a wheelchair or blind or have one arm. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Would this? Or all of the above. Yeah. I'm just saying it didn't matter. I'm gender blind on that. Okay. I mean, I guess we're in a society right now where... And other things, not so much. No, it's tough. It's, it's very difficult. <laughs> I, I, respect, I respect the battle going on, and if I can play a part yeah. by playing a part in it, yeah. then I'm down. I, I think that's rad. Fantastic. Jeff, for you, anything? What's the question? Um, like, when did you seek this play out? This, do you want to support this theater community, this company, because of that? Well, Focus. yes. I mean, certainly, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've given my time to, to Susan in the past, not because I... Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it, really. Free pizza at the... Hell yeah. Pizza's good. This is true. You got to perform ten times in a night. That also true. I mean, it was a lot... And don't get me wrong, it was a huge amount of fun, but... Um, <clears throat> no, I, I have an enormous amount of respect for what uh, Susan and Karen did. I want to exclude you from this conversation. That was my phone. But, uh, Jesus Christ, Sam, we're theater people and your phone is going off? Um, is don't, this, is don't, this a real thing? It is a real thing. It oh, just happened. Lord. That actually happened. Um, just so we're all clear, it was uh, the Rockies have won tonight. They beat the Padres. They were up 7-0. Yeah, they, they won 8-0. Um, Freeland, Freeland got his first W of the season. Taco! Hey, Trevor started a grand slam and it was epic. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But, all right. So you yeah. hate baseball, and that's okay. I don't hate baseball. That's I just okay. have zero feelings about baseball. It's like Do you like soccer? Character flow. You have the opposite of hate for baseball. You have apathy for baseball, and that is just apathy. Apathy. He has apathy for baseball. Let's watch I, Field of Dreams together. I'm, I've seen Field of Dreams. 
Uh, I enjoyed James Earl Jones. Two star movie. Two out of two. Everything's two. We'll talk about it. Okay. Can I cover another podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a lot to talk about. Oh, we'll do it then. It's like I feel like all cups of coffee, no matter the size, should always be a dollar. I don't care where I'm getting coffee. Sure, I agree. All coffee should be a buck. Yeah, yeah. It's just your beans that you that you ripped off of some poor man's field. <laughs> yeah. And you, and then you you threw you ground it up and you threw it into the fucking cup. Just <laughs> listen. Just give me just give me my cup of coffee taller, for a dollar. Taller flavored water. Yeah. Going to Starbucks, would you like that tall vente? I'd like that a dollar. <laughs> so, I was, go ahead. I'll just add that, I mean, while I didn't rank this, I didn't give this merit based on the fact that it was a female playwright, I really enjoy being part of this company because they they make that stand. And nice. I've given Susan grief just for the sake of joking. But it's, fun to, it's fun to give her grief. Yeah. I've, I've made a career out of it. And you have, indeed. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the fight with him. Nice. Say, Heck yeah. Absolutely. I think it's the time to do that. I mean, not to say, I mean, this, this week you got teachers rallying because they're not getting paid right. Mm-hmm. Amount of money, thank God they're, they're you know, they're, they're getting together. But I mean, I think thank it's... God someone still has a union. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great time to be a part of art that is saying, you know, it's giving the voice, giving females the voice to be telling their stories. Yeah. Rebecca, you have wanted to chime in a couple times. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe what it's like to be a female playwright, but I, I think I, I have a difficult time uh, articulating that because I don't know the difference. Like, yeah. yeah. You've well, you, you, being a male player. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just write your story, right? See, see it from our perspective. Stories, but have I sent things out with just my initials? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm. you, you know, just to. Will you say that again, please? I have sent things out with just my initials, mm. um, either R. Borman or R. G. O'Neill. Um, just you know, to see what happens, to see where where they fly. Um, I, I I honestly I, I can't to be a female playwright in it's just the statistics are disheartening are, are disheartening. Mm. Um, but it's a statistic that that you know what what can you do but strive against it? Exactly. <clears throat> yes. No, and and thankfully you you are striving against that. Yeah. You're working hard against I it. I keep running plays. And you've got people like like Susan yeah. running a company that focuses on that. And yeah. and, and yeah. I shouldn't even say focus. I mean that is your foundation. Yeah, that's our foundation. But you also notice if you look at our history of plays that we've done, you can't couldn't always tell who's written them. Right? You know, whether it was a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not it's not all about women's issues. We don't we've got so many more things to talk about. Than our, you know, our own little issues and stuff. You know, Rebecca's work. You know, yeah. it it can be heard by anybody. Kind not no, not no, not, no, not no, that's that. true. You know what I mean? It's not specific. Didn't I write it? It, it, it's not. <laughs> it's um, not gender specific. It's not gender specific. Right. It's that's not right. feminist. Um, it's not. Home, you know. It doesn't feel like an object. I mean, that's, it, that's, that's a fear. Yeah, oh yeah. Agenda, well, like, exactly, yeah. and that's it. And so many pieces that we have done. Do not have an agenda, yeah. a a a um, identity agenda behind them. Yeah. You know, they tell stories. They have political agendas. Mm. You know, they have there's relationships. Yeah. There's yeah. And well, I think that isn't that kind of the the crux of the thing is not to encourage a, a an environment that, that 
forces women to write female stories, but instead <coughs> brings about human stories from exactly. human from, people, right. from human yeah. writers. Right. It, and it, it, I was Those just thinking about it. it indeed, they are 50 and a half percent. More than the half Indeed. Yeah. I gotta like those odds. It just occurred to me that you know the funny thing about Antoto 2 as a company is that hopefully someday by way of the kind of work that you are doing, you will be making yourself pointless. Well exactly, and that's yeah. the whole thing. I would love to get to the point where I can am producing half and half, mm. men and women, all the way through. But, and, you know, and I would love to become useless. When they're like, seriously. you're doing a female play? So like, oh, cool. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's the norm. And until everybody starts to adopt that, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be, fi- you know, we're going to do half men, half women. Mm. You know, or and we're going to bring our, um, our transgendered, our gay and um, lesbian playwrights into the mix. So we've got a nice, you know, our, our Native American, our, our, our African That's me, everybody. That's Sam. <laughs> So, um, you know, until we start looking at everybody and being inclusive, mm. you know, then there's going to be all black companies. There's going to be, you know, you know, um, all Asian companies. So it's going to be people-focused companies, right. you know, on gender and race and, and sexuality. And, you know, it would be nice if that wasn't an issue and we could just play together. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it, it's testament to the fact that there is still this need to claim space within a community, even one as welcoming and fabulous as the theater community is here, elsewhere, wherever. Uh, the fact that you need companies that produce only black playwrights, or need companies that produce only Asian playwrights, or female playwrights, or gay playwrights, or mm-hmm. on and on and on. You know, like, that's, that really says something. Uh, and I, I really hope I live to see the day, and I fear I won't, um, that those companies just kind of fall by the wayside, not because uh, the work that they are doing isn't important, mm-hmm. but because, you know, it's just, of, of course, of course black playwrights, and of course female playwrights, and yeah. of course. But, you know, we ain't there yet, no. and we're a long way off. Well, and I, mean, I think we've all kind of touched on it, and, and you're absolutely right. The, the idea is to get to a place where it's, where it's all humans, and it's just a matter of different perspectives on the same mm-hmm. thing, and having that grow. I mean... We did the Greater Good, written by Rebecca Gorman O'Neill, and it is a, for for lack of a better, here's just a lump sum, a post-apocalyptic moment. Yep. And it literally could have been written by a man in terms of what it what it tackled. It, it could it could have been written by any other varying perspective. There was nothing in there that said like um, that that was oppressive to the weakened male in terms of his own self. <laughs> And, and honestly, I mean, like, if you're a dude out there who's like, man, this, this theater company does chick playwrights, fuck that. That's because you're weak. And you're afraid. <laughs> you're absolutely terrified. I got a small dick. Um, it, it, even if they don't, you're just, you're, just a, you're just a dick. That's all you are. You're just your dick. And if, mm-hmm. you, can't, if you can't see them telling a story and, and, and support that because it doesn't turn you on, then go fuck yourself. Literally. And so, Literally. I... Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I guess if they... I, I, let me just rephrase. Then find something else to masturbate to because this clearly isn't for you and we'll be done with you in, in no time. Um, just like 
we hope to see the day that we don't even have to have the need for theater specific companies or like audience specific companies it'd be great to get to a place where we don't need the weakened male that can't handle it I hope so I mean the theater's a good proving ground for that absolutely about stories and humanity and where we can connect and we can get tackle that and figure that out and that can change some of the rest of it um, before we get going and thank you Austin what do you want the audiences to take away from this night of theater Anyone chime in? Darren? Anyone chime in? Darren. That's good. You're welcome. Well, we haven't heard your accent in a while. No, we haven't heard the accent in a while. I'll tell you what I want them to take away. I want them... How great that set was. ...to leave the theatre... Clean up after themselves. ...and still be talking about the pieces the following day. Yeah. I don't want them to just leave the theatre, walk out and go, that was good, I want to go get a drink, and that's it, gone. Mm. I want them to be talking about it the following day. I want them to be talking to other people about it and saying, you know what, I was at last night, you're not going to fucking believe it. (laughs) And they did this, and they did, can you believe what happened? No, I'm not going to tell you, I want you to go see it. That's what I want. Here's the postcard. Yeah. Anyone else? Same? I want them to look at the world, especially after seeing um, South Star, and realize how possibly close we could be to that moment because mm-hmm. of how we are becoming a very divided nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope it makes them think about the fact of having to, um, the possibility that we would go into a second civil war and fighting against your neighbor down the street, your friend you played pool with, somebody you had a beer with, suddenly you guys are fighting with each other. Um, which is pretty much what happened in the Civil War, the first yeah. one. And we're so divided, we're, we are really close to that possibly happening. Yeah. I hope not. So that's but. South Star. Check this out. Oh. And in addition, <clears throat> I hope that they take away from Waystation uh, how important it is to confront those things that make us most uncomfortable. And if they are so able, that may make us more able to avoid that the sort of the, the civil war that comes. See what I just did? Oh, man. It's all cyclical. My man. Yeah. Clap it up. Ah. Yeah. yeah. I did an air punch first, and then I realized that's not effective on a podcast. <laughs> it's totally fine. They felt, they felt the gust of wind as your fist cut through it. Anyway. Awesome. <clears throat> when I uh, when I did the callbacks to the show, I finally finished reading the the plays, and I was stuck with this idea specifically in South Star of like whose side I wanted to be on. And so after doing that, I uh, obviously got cast in it. So I, I began to like investigate curiously. So what I would want people to take away is this this uh, dialogue. Obviously, we've been talking about that like post apocalyptic civil war obviously in, in way station it's um what are you avoiding what you know i don't want to give away too much but they're in this space where they each have to confront something in their lives so as in any great uh show i think it starts with good writing but it also i think hopefully ends with a conversation between people uh, saying hey go see the show but um investigating the ideas of the show a little bit deeper on their own yes fantastic 
Um, at this time of the uh, podcast, I close with a specific question. It's in reference to my my podcast title, The Ghost Lights. I've always loved that superstition about this idea of protecting the ghosts that walk on the stage. I view it as how you would um, protect the next generation, the people coming in after you. Mm. Um, so, Susan, what is the ghost light you'd like to leave on? Then you can pass if you want. we got a lot of people here. We can get back to you. Well, I'm moving that with Michelle from the Austin. You may not be ready, so I don't want to be nervous. Um, you know, I hope that um, I have kids. And I hope for them, and this is so trite and sentimental, as my creative writing teacher told me in college, I am. Um, but I hope that things get better. Mm. I hope that they are able to see people for people and accept people for who they are. I mean, they are. My kids are, uh, you know, they've grown up in a very open and accepting family, I like to think. Mm. Um, and that they keep their hope. They need mm. to have hope. That, you know, that people are good. And right. I should dance. Okay, I'm done. Oh, okay. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would leave on the light. You know, so I teach kids. And I, I manage an educational company. I work with kids in the theater. And the thing that brought me back to acting was remembering what makes me happy, what challenges me. Um, I want people to... Connect. I, 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 no, no, you're good. I want people to remember that they're part of the story, and that includes like their heritage and their families, and if their families are broken or their past is murky, that you know they're still part of that story, and that can either define them or lead them on. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably gonna go way out there. Um, Do it. Leave the ghost light on to remember where you came from and remember, you know, what makes you happy, and feed that. Mm. And feed that in other people when you see that they're hungry, and if they're receptive, you know, uh, teach and uh, leave that light on for other people. So, you know, you might be gone, and they see that light and they move towards it. Nice. So it could be a project too. It could be a, a play that you wrote or a day that you had. Thanks. Dan. So don't fuck with Darren. No fear of darkness, willing to explore the unknown. Mm. So that's my the ghost like thing. Have no fear. Go out there and explore these things. Like go out and explore. Rebecca. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to my students on this one. Um, Hope they're listening. Right, well, I mean we're right in finals week, so they're probably, you know, um, Never stop me. Listening. Uh, so, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I see people who are just starting out in the world, starting careers, starting um, their creative lives with such passion and intensity and, and, and vigor mm. um, and, and this sort of primal creativity that I see every day I teach every time I walk into the classroom, students being excited to make something new that has never been made before. And that keeps me going. Um, 
And so, to keep the ghost line on, just because it's not, you know, being a writer is not necessarily um, a career that you say to your parents, I'm going to be a writer. And they're like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. I'll never have to support you again. Um, but, but that I have these dozens of students who are willing to take that risk and take that chance and keep creativity a part of their lives. Mm. Um, that's what I would leave the ghost light on for. Nice. Okay. Seth? Conveniently, uh, my answer kind of builds on that okay. a little bit or, or ties into that. Um, art is a funny thing. Uh, and, and in our current society, we are going through a difficult time. Uh, where art is concerned, and that we don't we don't teach it in the way that we should in our schools, um, you know. But but what is it, you know? And and I think it's telling that in spite of the fact that we you know, cut arts programs, we we cut uh, theater programs uh, across the country. We you know we're cutting all these things because of budgetary issues that are illusory. But um, but still, art remains, you know. And, mm -hmm. and still, there are people so incredibly dedicated. Um, to creating art. Now, now, I'm a little biased when it comes to theater. Uh, uh, as, so I'll, I'll quote Alain Badiou, the, uh, the French philosopher, by saying that theater is the highest form of art. Uh, now, I won't get into why he says that, but what I, what I will say is that theater is a unique expression of what is valuable in art to me. And that is the artistic sensibility is the willingness to acknowledge truth that lies beyond what you can see in front of you and what you believe. Um, that there is something, that there is something more to the universe, to your humanity, uh, that, that there is something in the process and in the moment um, to be found that is not just, you know, it's not just uh, the immediate. Mm. Um, so, you know, the, and, and, and for me, that's, that's what it is, right? And, and as long as we are human, I don't think we can ever fully escape um, that drive that brings us to it. Uh, I mean, God knows, nearly no artist that I know makes a living um, from whatever their craft happens to be, and duly so for us theater artists out in the world. And so there must be something more going on there, something... I mean, you know, sure, for some there is an egoic aspect to it, but for most, for nearly all, it is, it is this impulse, this deep need. I mean, there, there's a reason that Austin comes back to theater, you know, like there's a reason that I come back to theater. <clears throat> there's a reason that Susan creates a company uh, and pours her soul into it uh, when she has a whole other life of children and family, you mm -hmm. know, like, the, the, are also things that require an enormous amount of attention and energy. Uh, there's a reason that Rebecca keeps writing. Uh, there's a reason that you do this podcast. There's a reason that Darren is sitting there. Um, <clears throat> you don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's drunk. <clears throat> I got one of you guys. This is house. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so no, and, and, and that I think is... <laughs> That I think is, is, is the ghost light, right? Is, yeah. is the creative, the artistic drive and just embracing that and following it. 
seeing where it'll take you. It will not pay your bills for a long time, if ever. But, and, and God, if it does, you lucky bastard. Um, it is. But, uh, you know, yeah, so that's that. Nice. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, these shows are The Way Station and South Star, written both by Rebecca Gorman O'Neill. The theater company is Antoto 2 Theater Company. Um, they run Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. at the Commons on Champa. 12.45, no? Yes, but I want to get something in there. Get it in! We have an ASL night, ASL signed performance on the 27th. So share that with your friends within the deaf community. Next Friday? Because they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Wow. Stop. People no, listening to the podcast. They're hearing the friends. They're oh. hearing friends are listening so they can okay. share that. Oh, sorry. Like Wait, so I'm the asshole. You are the asshole. Anyway. <laughs> As it ever has been, so shall it ever be. <laughs> so shall it be. So shall it be done. Um, get those tickets. Antoto2.org. The actors. Austin Lazik. Seth Palmer Harris. Yeah. Kate Poling. Get those tickets. Follow the Ghost Lights podcast on Podbean and or iTunes. Please do it ASAP. Friends at the table, share this once I get it uploaded. Um, get your peeps involved. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it was a great talk. Thank you all for joining me and be willing to spend your uh, one of your few nights off in between shows with me this week. So I appreciate it. Once again, the song is War by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. And uh, I think we out this motherfucker. Good, because I got pee. <laughs> <laughs> Roll